So MetaMask is the most popular Ethereum-based wallet, and pretty much everybody in this space should have an idea as to what MetaMask is and why it's so flexible. It is available both in a browser extension and a smartphone app for absolutely free. But today, we're going to discuss how its parent company generates hundreds of millions of dollars. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So part of the reason why MetaMask is so popular is because it is an EVM-compatible wallet. If you're not familiar with what that means, just listen to episode number 384 when I explain what EVM is, the Ethereum virtual machine. Well, any one of those chains using EVM technology can run with MetaMask. And most NFT projects, they're going to direct their community and build their apps and functionality and logins, sign-ins, airdrops, and those things. The way you claim stuff is probably with MetaMask. Seeing that it is the most popular one, they make sure the functionality is there because they know that 90% of their holders, that's what they're going to have anyways. And especially when you're a small team developing for multiple wallets and protocols and different things, because they all don't work the same. For example, one of the projects that I'm in just will not connect to my Argent wallet. Therefore, I had to contact the team. And because they knew I was active in community, they gave me access to everything as if I had signed in and logged in with it. Otherwise, I would have had to transfer it back to my MetaMask. But I'm not even going to go into all of that. Yes, MetaMask is the default. That is what teams use to build. But how do they generate money? After all, it is a free app. Well, we know in the Web 2 days, free apps were funded by advertising sales or selling the data that they captured or used it to then market products to them or whatever it might be. But Web3 is a huge departure from that. That is one of Web3's promises. But again, too, that is another topic altogether. But to understand the model of how these wallets, and in particular, this one is making money, we have to look back at browsers from Web1. Now, believe it or not, originally, when people were first signing on to the internet in the early 90s, you had to purchase a browser. A lot of people don't even remember that. I was very young, and I actually came online in the age when AOL was blowing up, and that was really how a lot of people in the States were coming online using dial-up internet. So I never really had to go purchase a browser or anything because AOL just sort of had everything included into the box. But it wasn't until 1998 when Netscape Navigator released the first free browser. Before that, people had to pay for it. And there has been basically two models. There was ads, and of course, there were partnerships with search engines, such as Firefox would refer all of their search clients over to Google, and Google would then pay Firefox a kickback from those sales. Also, they relied on donations, and that's pretty much how browsers made their money, and that's how they were able to give it away for free. But as far as these wallets, okay, there's no search ads, there is no kickbacks from Google, and for the most part, donations aren't that much. Can't really build a massive business out of that. So how are they making money? MetaMask has three streams, and I'm going to go into each of them. But number one, there is fee swaps. Number two, there's an institutional wallet. And number three, there is merchandise. And I'm actually going to work this backwards. And I'm going to go to number three, the merchandise, because that is the most basic. They have a regular e-commerce store, anything from $16 bandanas up to $43 hoodies. And if for whatever reason you want to walk around with that MetaMask Fox on your chest, 
that is the place to go. They have a merch store and I haven't seen any out in the wild. Maybe it's just for employees. I don't know who's that gung-ho about MetaMask, but that is an option. That is one way they make revenue. Number two, which is a little bit more interesting than merch, is their institutional wallet. Because as I explained, that MetaMask is free to download. However, MetaMask Institutional or MMI has a standard monthly subscription fee and is based on the amount of assets under deployment, AUD, which includes swap fees. Then they have a freemium model, meaning starting off at free, and then you pay as you go up in tiers for compliance reports. And that's going to be very huge in the whole institutional setting because depending on what type of organization they are, and we see that Fidelity and a couple of these other major companies are coming into Web3. Well, if Fidelity has a MetaMask, of course they want to be compliant because we're talking about people's pensions and retirement money. So they want to be above board or any institution that's really coming over from the financial sector. They don't want the SEC knocking down their door. They want to be compliant. And that is one of the premium products that they feature uh, available through MMI. And they say the number of reports determines the price. Of course, this is no different than buying things wholesale, that the bigger the order, the less each individual one costs. And that's basically what they do with these reports. So the bigger the institution, the more reports you want for compliance, they're going to sell that. They're going to make a profit off of that. But how many people are actually using this with their subscription fees, having these reports and so forth? Very few, because as we've seen what happened in the last couple months, last year, especially, a lot of companies do not want anything to do with crypto and Web3. So as they exited, I'm pretty sure that a lot of these institutional customers that they might have had ended up closing shop. But don't get me wrong, a lot of them away from public eye are coming in and building cool things. So maybe it's a wash altogether, but that sector has definitely been hit. But the number one source of their revenues happens to be swap fees. And in there, if you ever go and you're trying to swap from ETH to WEATH in order to make an offer on OpenSea, if you do that directly in MetaMask, you'll realize that the price is a little bit different than if you go directly to Uniswap or one of the swap sites. Reason being is when you're using that MetaMask swaps, they're ensuring that you're going to have access to a large selection of tokens, but also it's going to check with multiple different decentralized exchanges or DEXs. So what it's going to do is going to aggregate. So think of this just like Gem or any of those that are looking all over the place to find the cheapest NFT and checking for multiple sources. Or if you want to go completely out of Web3, if you look at Kayak, how Kayak finds you the best flights or the best hotel or trip or whatever it is, it's because it's checking all over the places comparing these different things and then it's going to rank it from lowest to highest and that is basically what it is doing it's checking all of these different places seeing where it is going to be the cheapest and then they're going to add a 0.875 percent premium on top of that so let's say they find somewhere that happens to be two percent less well by the time that they put their 0.875% on there. Rather than saving 2%, the consumer, the person who's doing the swap is going to end up saving a little bit over 1%. And that is primarily where MetaMask gets its money from. So you might be wondering, well, why wouldn't someone just go directly to Uniswap? Well, number one is convenience. A lot of people are willing to pay a little bit extra for convenience. Not to mention that this is checking multiple exchanges. So no need to go to SushiSwap, Uniswap, and all the other swaps 
Just go straight to MetaMask and then it's going to do its thing. It's going to find the cheapest one and just add that little premium. So most people value the time that it saves rather than that very small savings because let's say you're only dealing with a $100 swap, right? Using MetaMask is only going to be an 87 cent difference or 88 cent difference. And most people are willing to pay 88 cents for the convenience. And you might be wondering, well, that doesn't seem like a very good business model. That is such a small margin. Those 88 cents multiplied by millions of transactions is how they are able to generate hundreds of millions of dollars. They're banking on the fact that they are the number one wallet. They're the most popular, the most recommended for development and participation within Web3. So they think that if they get those two $300 million right now, sure, they can build out the infrastructure. But remember, there are 7 billion people that still have to come into Web3. And they just want to be that option. And when you're talking about numbers that big, these little less than 1% commissions adds up very quickly. And if you look at what Visa and MasterCard did with their business, the average transaction, they're only getting pennies for that. Yet they've built these multi-billion dollar international corporations based upon that because of the volume, the surest scale. Of course, Web3, NFT transactions, especially in ETH or any of these EVM compatible chains is nowhere near the volume of Visa or MasterCard. But thinking long term, that is the direction in which they are going and hoping for that everyone's going to make MetaMask their choice. That is what they're really trying to get to. And believe it or not, their 0.875% is actually way more than what Visa and MasterCard makes per transaction. So hopefully the lesson that is taken away from this is, of course, understanding why and how MetaMask is offering this app for free and still manages to pay their bills. They're hiring developers and team members as we speak. But also understanding that if you have a long-term vision in Web3, whatever it is that you're trying to build or implement is not necessarily thinking about the short-term game, a quick NFT sales selling out within three weeks and then going, buying a Lamborghini and running off into the sunset. If you're thinking long-term, you'll truly understand that taking smaller profits today could lead to a massive payday in the future. But in case you're wondering some alternatives for MetaMask, you might not be the biggest fan of it. I actually have this toolkit that I'll be giving out for free, the 12 ETH essentials that you absolutely need, wallet alternatives, no code options, how to build things in Web3, that is on there. If that's something that you are interested in, all you have to do is go to niftybusiness.show slash unlock ETH. And of course, that information will be in the show notes. It is absolutely free, but I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.